It's the Burt Show. Some cities just uh, suck for dating, and other ones are a little more date-friendly. I don't know if that's true or not. But I guess if you're looking at the odds, like if there are 60% or 70% dudes in a city, and you got 30 or 40% of women, then you could point to that. But most cities really aren't like that. I'm telling you, every time I have changed my hinge location to San Jose, California, where the ratio is like 70 to 30 for men and women, I've always gotten the hottest baddies. <laughs> so really, I, if I want to find true love, I need to move to like the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. All right. So San Jose, good. But you're saying there's one city that you must stay away from no matter what. Yes. I don't have a dating antichrist person, but I do have a dating antichrist city. That's hilarious. And for me, that city is Tampa, Florida. If you've ever been done wrong by a person in a city or a group of people in in that city, you know what it's like to feel that way. Like, admittedly, Tampa is, to me, what Atlanta is for Matt Rife. Like, I just hate (laughs) that city. And it's not because I don't think that there's nothing nothing to offer for me there in terms of, like, entertainment. But men-wise... Absolutely. Tampa, this is my fault, honestly, because every time I go there, something happens to me with a man that reminds me that this is not the place to find true love. So really, when I showed up to Tampa last weekend and I thought maybe this time I really should have known beforehand. And this time it wasn't something that just happened to me. It happened to one of my friends as well. So a little backstory with me in Tampa. My whole family lives there. Like my brother lives there. My mom's side of the family lives there. So we're in Tampa a lot. And because my cousin's getting married, I've had to go down to that part of Florida pretty frequently. And the last couple of times I've been there, my cousins will take me out. They're like, Abby, we want to show you a good time. Like, you need to move to Tampa. Like, this is where we all are. And I'm like, you know what? Fair bet. Let's see what Tampa's got to offer. So we will always go out to like the local bar where the 20-somethings go. It's this place called Soho Saloon. It's awful. (laughs) And it sounds awful. Awful in a good way or awful in the bad way? Awful in like, oh, this is such a dive, but it's dark and we have a great time in here and it's so down to earth or just miserable. No, the people there are the most miserable humans on planet Earth. (laughs) So when I go out, I'm the kind of person that always tries to get a group going. That's the one good trait that I've gotten from my mom. Because anytime I go out with my mom, my mom wants to talk to everybody. My mom wants to be friends with everybody in the bar. She wants to make a big squad. And so that's how I am. You get me two vodka sodas deep and I want everyone to be my best friend. So we're out at Soho Saloon and I'm with my cousins and I see a cute guy, cute group of guys across the bar. And I'm like, I'm going to use my one move. and I'm going to get them over to us. So I walk over to them and I've got a couple of friends with me as well. And I go up to this group of guys and I look at them and I just want, and I do my one line and I say, kill, screw, marry. And I give them three uh, celebrities. I'm like Sydney Sweeney, Jennifer Aniston and Margot Robbie. And instead of, you know, noticing for what it is, a game, they look over at me and my friends and they point to each of us and go, kill, screw, oh, marry. ouch. You're like, wait, I didn't sign up for that. I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. That wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted. And it would be one thing if that was like a one-off thing, but then I went up to another group of guys. Very similar situation happened where they like, you know, had a dirty joke and I was like, well, does no one want to have fun here? Like, just, it's not that hard of a question. Different definitions of fun. Different definitions of fun. And so stuff like that has always happened to me every time I go to Tampa. So this weekend, 
I ended up changing my Hinge location to Tampa because I needed to get some voice prompts for the Unhinged segment. Mm. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll find true love on Hinge while I'm, I'm here in Tampa. Wouldn't that be ironic that your dating Anna Christ City could be the place that you find your true love? Right. Ooh. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm like, maybe something will happen this time. So I ended up matching with, admittedly, some really hot guys. Because I will say, as I've said before, Tampa is where the white guys who can't make it in it who can't make it in Miami go to live. And so it's all these... <laughs> the really, minor leagues for Miami is what you're saying. Minor the dating leagues. minor leagues. Okay. Yes. And so it's a bunch of, you know, really cute guys and I'm chatting with them and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I might like actually meet one of them out for drinks. And so I was talking to three different guys and I gave them each an equal opportunity to ask me out, kind of like putting things out on a platter. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to be out Friday in this part of town. We should bump into each other. And not a single guy took the opportunity. They were all, they were always like, oh, we, we can do something another day. And I'm like, not here another day. And so I missed those opportunities. And then um, I was out with a couple of friends from my college, a couple of sorority sisters that I had met up with. And we went out to dinner and we went to this new bar. I'm like, maybe this is where the cool people in Tampa go. And one of my friends was like, hey, just letting you know, this guy I've been seeing is coming out tonight. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet him. He sounds so cool. She showed me pictures. He's super cute. We show up to the bar. It's like 1130. So it's getting to that weird part of the night where we're all a little hammered. Mm -hmm. Across the bar. She's like, oh, that's the guy I've been seeing. And he's making out with another girl. Ouch. Oh, man. Uh, that's not nice. Yeah. She's like, I thought, she's <laughs> like, I thought we were exclusive. I think Mo's on to something here. Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's not nice. It's not like a nice thing It's not a do. nice thing to do. So I'm looking at her. I'm like, what do we do? Do we confront him? And honestly, like, they both just started, like, they both just made eye contact. One of them started crying. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to my hotel and order Domino's, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> I ate pizza with my mom to end the night in Tampa. So, uh. Tampa's not the true pl the place to find true love. If there is strength in numbers, Luis agrees with you here. Tampa sucks, he says. Luis, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Abby says Tampa. That's a, that's the worst when it comes to singles. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, to validate your point, Abby, yeah, we're idiots. You know, we hear something. <laughs> so and uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with what came out of your mouth originally. Yeah, we we completely understand something that wasn't even said. We're, we're, yeah, we're idiots. I'm confused. That, um, exactly. That's the Tampa thing that you just don't comprehend? Exactly. Okay. See, ex exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point, point made. <laughs> oh, so what he's saying when you go into Tampa and you do the your game that people aren't getting it? Is that no, what he's saying? Well, I don't know. I didn't understand him, which is, I don't understand which, most of the guys okay. in Tampa, so. Which is why we were like, exhibit A. Okay, exhibit gotcha. A. All right, a quick Google search on best and worst cities for singles. Okay. Okay? And then I have a challenge for you. Okay. Uh, 10 cities for singles, the best in the country. Stay away from Tampa, but uh, number one is Seattle. Oh, okay. Okay, Vegas, Denver, Atlanta, mm -hmm. Austin, Reno, Tampa. No. Seven. There's literally no way. <laughs> that is, is that the fake news.com? <laughs> Are you reading from The Onion? Well, maybe. It's NewYorkPost.com. So sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Madison, Wisconsin, Tucson, Arizona, and Portland, Oregon are the best. The worst from 10 to 1. Um, Warwick, Rhode Island. Oh, and you were thinking about going. Oh, my God. I heard Rhode Island's so beautiful. You were thinking about heading out that way. Brownsville, Texas. Oh, can't go out there. Glendale, California, Pearl City, Hawaii, Delaware, G uh, Dover, Delaware. I was like, the whole state? <laughs> Just all of Delaware. Harsh. All of it. Jackson, Mississippi, Hialeah, Florida. Hialeah. I think that's like Hialeah. near Miami. Okay. Little Rock, Arkansas, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yeah, because they treat all the women like witches. 
Oh. oh no, that was a, that's a different that's, uh, yeah, that's, Salem. Sorry, different <laughs> 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 city. No, right, I want to make you an offer. Okay. I clearly my suggestion before didn't work, so now I am going to throw another challenge at you. And my um, my suggestion was, you're giving off this vibe. You want it too much. You want the numbers too much. When you go out there, there's a guys can smell it. They can smell it. That you want, like, the attention too much. A little desperation perfume. A little desperation perfume. <laughs> hey, it smells very good. It's a nice mix of lavender and sandalwood. And as desperation. A, as a guy that used to date, and I think Mo backed me on this, I made the suggestion that if you go 30 days truly not caring, get off the apps. When you go to a bar, if you go to your girls, you got your back to dudes. You don't care. Absolutely not. I am fully convinced that you, that guys will gravitate towards you. It is absolutely a thing. Do you agree? I, I agree 1,000%. All right, so you didn't take my suggestion before, or you did, and you lasted 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm putting some money on the line. Oh, uh, okay. Let's reach me. into the Burt Show budget. I will give you $1,000. What? For the next 30 days, if you take me up on this and you promise you're on the honor system, okay. no dudes, not even thinking about him. You clear your mind of all of it. No apps. When you go out, you don't even, you don't care. Can't you approach a single one. Can't approach a single one. Now, if a dude comes up to you, you got no control over that. All right. But if you go out for the next 30 days, zero attention on sing- being single. If you can come back in 30 days and tell me that you really, truly did it, I'll take $1,000 out of the Burt budget for you. Money talks. All right. And honestly, every time I look in the mirror, I'm going to be like, you know what? I forgot I had to pay off this nose job. So the <laughs> $1,000 is going to go a long way. All right. But you got to promise. Okay. So off the apps today. Okay. Anybody DMs you or anything? No, no. The answer back is like, you know what? I'm just not available right now. Okay. You don't need to explain why or anything. Hey, thank you. I'm very flattered, but I'm not available right now. 30 days. Even okay. remo- we'll, We will take a break from uh, from Unhinged for a month. Remove the app. To okay. Re- to remove all temptation. I'll find another segment to do. Yep. Maybe oh. totally hinged. <laughs> Just how, how well I'm doing without men in my life. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but don't you think that's a thing? Oh, it's, a, it's definitely, it's an energy. Uh, it's like a, a vibe that you kind of uh, get off. I believe in energy attracting energy. And I think that it's something to when a woman is just completely not interested. It, it you, It's like a man can feel it and almost takes it as like a challenge to, to try to talk to you. Because you just, you give off this energy like I'm, I'm such a catch that I don't even have to try. It's so, I didn't even realize that's how I snagged my husband. Is that right? Yeah, because the first night like we met and we hung out. He thought I was going to go home with him. Like, he stood at the door of the car, and he looked in, and I was like, bye. <laughs> yep. And then a couple weeks later, he sent me an email, and we went out. I think it goes both ways, too. Like, you'll ask, a, a lot of guys will tell you that as soon as I found the one, all of a sudden, women started hitting on me. That's how it always works. Once you get into a relationship, then all of a sudden, women are attracted to you. It's like women know. Uh, Oh, look at them happy. It goes both ways. Okay, this is going to be hard for me. Not being a tryhard is going to be a bit (laughs) difficult, but I'll do my best. All right, so today is the 26th. Uh Uh-huh. You've got 30 days. Okay. Okay? You don't approach them. Don't even pay attention. Men don't even exist to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> 30 this days. Is great. Okay. And right. we'll check in with you from time to time and see if guys are naturally gravitating towards you. Okay. I can do it. But you got to deny. 
Sorry, just not interested right now. Stiff okay. We got to do the Heisman for Heisman, 30 days. Okay. The dating Heisman. The first, <laughs> the first Heisman Florida's getting it in a long time. <laughs> Here, Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Austin Butler might be the definition of taking your work home with you because after playing Elvis Presley for three years while filming the Elvis bio- biopic, it seemed like his voice permanently changed, so much so that his latest film made him get a dialect coach, so he stopped sounding like Elvis so much. <laughs> so, before he played Elvis, this is what his voice sounded like before in an interview with Access Hollywood. There's hardly anybody that I've looked up to more than Brad and Leo. And then, and then also, I printed out the Pulp Fiction script when I was 12 years old and was just so impressed by Quentin. And, uh, and so now to get to be around them every day and and just soak in every bit of knowledge that I can. It was just quite incredible. And then here's what he sounded like after during an interview with W Magazine. Where was my first kiss? <laughs> my first kiss was in a movie theater. During the movie Just Friends, the Ryan Reynolds film. It was a date, but my mom made me take my stepbrother oh my with me. He was sitting kind of close by. I quickly just blocked him out. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. So he obviously watched copious amounts of Elvis <laughs> film interviews um, to, to nail that Elvis voice. And now he couldn't shake it. So why not now watch copious <laughs> videos of you from or, the past? Or your, SpongeBob. Your old interviews. <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to get your old voice back. <laughs> well, he, he was doing a, a movie with Tom Hanks, like a World War II movie. So I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if Austin Butler emerged oh. with like a transatlantic accent? <laughs> if you step back from it, Hollywood is such a stupid place. It's weird. <laughs> oh, it it's is. such a really weird, stupid place, Completely. right? Like, I can't think of anything more annoying than being like this guy's girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever and all of a sudden he's got a new voice or method actors that become the character for the six months they're doing the role but they do it at home and everywhere can you imagine how annoying that would be Daniel as a family Day lewis was abraham lincoln for many many months <laughs> so he sits down at dinner with his wife and yes. he's got the hat on and the coat on and everything and she's like you're not abraham lincoln i know who you are dave chappelle tells a funny joke about when he met jim carrey for the first time when he's special and jim carrey was in the role of yep. doing like a comedian and he's like bro i'm i want to talk to jim carrey like, I, I didn't want to meet this guy. And he said it was the first time he met her. He was so excited exactly. that he didn't get to meet him because he was being the other dude. <laughs> Hollywood is stupid. I will say it's an interesting tidbit that he and his longtime girlfriend of 10 years broke up while he was filming. So him and Vanessa Ann Hudgens were together for like a decade and broke up while he was filming. So I wonder if the Elvis voice just got a little too much for her. Are he and Kai Gerber still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which... Side note, there's a really funny photo of him meeting her while she's a literal child with <gasps> Vanessa Ann Hudgens because no. there's such an age difference. I think there's like a decade, which is fine as an adult, but it's so funny seeing 11-year-old Kaya Gerber walk up to Vanessa Ann Hudgens and Austin Butler while they're dating back in like, you know, 2011. It's very uh, interesting. But anyway, <laughs> so they made him hire a dialect coach so he stopped sounding like Elvis in the middle of this film. So here's an <laughs> interview of him on the Today Show this week. Let's see if it worked. He was telling me a story of, of he said there's one mission where there's a hole in the nose of the plane and it froze his feet in. And so there was ice blocks around his feet on the pedals when he got back and they had to chip his feet out. Um, so just hearing hearing those little details was, was really incredible. And hearing them say, I felt like I was back in that cockpit when I was watching the show. So 
Well, it's hard to tell because the first interview, he's kind of like more upbeat. So mm-hmm. you're going to have like, so this is kind of like a serious thing he's talking about. Somebody's real experiences in war. So he's going to be a little slower. It sounds like we're starting to get the old Austin <laughs> Butler back. But I think there's still a tinge of Elvis. In there. I would walk in the house and my dad would literally hit me in the side of the head and go, Elvis is out of you now. Need to perform an Elvis exorcism. God. All right, Dolly Parton. Remember, remember when she performed at uh, the halftime show and she had that Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit on? There were a lot of mixed opinions on whether or not you know a woman of her age should be wearing oh, that outfit. Up. She looked amazing. <laughs> she looked so good. She did. I want to look like her at seventy, whatever she is. But she said that even she was surprised by all the attention she got. And I thought, and if I could pull this off, that'd be a cool little thing to do. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to give it a, a try. I thought most people would excuse me if it didn't turn out. I thought they'd just think I was some older woman making a bad mistake. <laughs> so I was thrilled to death that it got such press. I wasn't expecting all that, but I was pleased. She said admittedly her husband mm-hmm. was um, a little apprehensive about the outfit. He had seen it, and I did w- wear it for him when I was doing my fittings, so Carl did see it. But he'd say something like, well, it's a little short, don't you think? Said, no, it's not as short as theirs. He's like, you sure you can't make them a little longer, Dolly? This is The Bird Show. All right, Kristen's bad take of the week. There are a lot of bad ones out there online. You found a gem. I found several gems. I'm putting women on blast today. Men, I have your back. I am defending men and how difficult it is out there for you guys to date. I made a promise to Mo when I started bad take of the week that I was, this was going to be equal opportunity bad takes. You did. And I am, I'm, I'm, the ladies are up this week, all right? <laughs> okay, yes, I'm here for it. So I, I know it's hard out there for everybody to date. And men can get shallow because they're superficial because of the type of woman they're looking for when it comes to appearances. But I'm here to let you know, women are just as shallow. It's just more of the, of the financial type. All right. <clears throat> so I have to give props to Amala Epinobi. Um, I found her on YouTube. She's got a YouTube channel. She has a podcast. She's not the person I'm putting on blast. She actually found these clips, curated them into an entire podcast. I'm just uh, taking some of the clips that she found, okay? So thank you to Amala for finding these women. So the first one I'm going to play from you, this is at It's Gabby F.E. And this is what she expects from a man when they go out on a date. I expect a man to pay for the date. Yes, the whole entire date. That includes my Uber to the date and my Uber back to my house. If you are a man that I'm interested in, I want to see that you can provide for me. Because if you can't afford dinner in an Uber, you certainly can't afford kids. You certainly can't afford a house. You certainly can't afford my bills. And I got bills to pay. Okay. So I'm assuming here that if we go out, we get in a relationship, she's expecting me to pay her bills. I is that what she, she just that's said? Exactly what she what just said. What the hell? She got bills that she needs you to pay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Miss Independent. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm down with the dinner thing. Mo and I share this in mm-hmm. common. Like you go out with us. You know what? We're old fashioned that way. We really want to pick up the bill. But you better get your ass there by yourself. And the same way you are saying that if a man can't do that, he can't provide. You're also showing a man that he is going to literally have to carry the entire relationship for everything that you need and and, and do. I could tell you uh, that's probably exhausting. I'm good on that. All I'm saying is that's probably exhausting. (laughs) Maybe he wants an independent woman that can get to the date 
on her own accord and by herself. How about yes. that? Yes. That? I'll take care of you when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is literally get there. That's it. <laughs> All right. Here is this. This is a known. I couldn't find the source, but this is what she asked men on the first date. I have asked the last three dudes I've dated for their bank account info on the first date. I'm like, why do you ask for that? Because I only want to date a wealthy guy that has money. Violet, so you're getting straight to the point. I think, you know, I have a job. I'm very successful. So I think I have every right to be like, hi, are we on the same level or am I wasting my time? That was Sophia with an F from the mm. Sophia with an F podcast. I don't disagree with her mentality of it. The actual ask for the statement is a little much, but I'm not against her attitude about it. I was going to say the same thing. I'm, the state Asking for the statement is a bit much. Bad that, take. That, yeah, that's a bit much. But I'm not mad at her wanting somebody uh-huh. to match her energy because she said she's also successful. And I'm okay with that, too. But it's the fact, like... <laughs> It's just the sheer audacity on a first date to be like, I need to see your bank account statements. Do you have a 401k? Do you have a savings account? Need to see those numbers as well. Well, she's super pretty and super rich, so she can get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) She was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Really offensive if she's ugly. All right, and and here's the last one. This is from at sj.larevitzear. I'm sorry. And she has a preference when it comes to what car her date shows up in. I'm sorry, but if a guy picks me up in certain cars for a date, I'm just not going. Like, I'm just not going. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me if someone pulls up in this. Hold on, put it on the screen. Hold on. This Prius. You're, uh-uh. No, I'd rather not go on a date. I'm sorry. I already know the type of person you are. <laughs> she is me. <laughs> no way. Really? If he pulls up in a Prius, I'm backing up. What's wrong with that? He cares about Mama Earth. He's going to care about you. Drive a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fourth bad take. Right. <laughs> Drive a rechargeable Chevrolet. <laughs> and a breaking bad take. <laughs> you, you can't tell me you wouldn't dry up like the Sahara if he were... <laughs> In a Prius? Yeah, no, my husband, to pick me up for my first date, didn't even have a car, had to borrow his roommate's car, and it was total trash. I don't even remember what the car was. Trust, it was not a nice car. And I had just got out of relationships with two guys. Both of them have, both of them drove Porsches, right? And here comes this guy in his crappy roommate's car or whatever, and that was the man of my dreams. Let me ask you this question, Abby. Would you rather a guy um, not have a car or pull up in a Prius? Not have a car. <laughs> Exhibit A. Mo doesn't have a car. By choice. By choice. (laughs) Yeah, a Prius, a Ford Fiesta, a Miata. Sorry, Mikey. Wow. You have have a list. A Fiat. Did you just pull it out of your notes? Any of those Fiat's are so cute. That's so European vibe. Any of those clown cars. Uh uh. I can't do it. Clown cars. I'm going to bring the same energy. If you drive a jacked up Ford. F-150 to where I, I can fit between the wheels and the, the door? Uh-uh. A- Amber? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Yeah, I'll have you know, I drive a Prius. <laughs> I'm not trying to date you. Why not? Is it because of my Prius? Yes. It's because you're a woman. <laughs> I'll let that slide. A but, woman in a Prius. I'm terrified because they're trying to change my dating life, and you're like, I'm not with a Prius. I'm going to have a Prius, and I'm single. I'm more single than you, Abby. <laughs> it's so, not possible. It's a clown car. It's literally not possible. That's what Abby referred to it as. You're both clowns, so you both belong in it. So I'll see you jo- after work. If I'm talking for the Crumble endorsement. She obviously is jockeying for the Prius endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, personally, I could never. Sorry, Toyota. Let me just say this. If, if women are always wanting all the money and pay for this, pay for that, can I at least save money on my gas mileage? Right. You know uh, what I mean? No. Right. Can and a man I, save some gas money? Yes. I like that. I'm the masculine one of the lesbians, so that means I gotta pay for the food, I gotta hold the door, I'm gonna save my gas. And now you gotta get a new car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Abby. <laughs> Listen, it's the Bird Show. All right, let's get to Melody here, who is really having a, a tough time trying to figure out how to tell her husband that I know your parents mean well here, but I don't want them in the house, especially during this time. Hey, Melody, you're on the Voice Disguiser. Good morning. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. How are you today? Uh, I am very pregnant and I'm very tired and I really need your help. Okay. Because, yes, my husband, he, uh, I need him to hear that I am not wrong about this. And if I'm wrong, I need you all to tell me. I am about to have a baby any day now. Like, if I don't have it this weekend, I'm going to be induced next week. And I just sent out that my husband's parents are going to come next weekend. And they're going to stay with us for a week. And, you know, like, look, they travel a lot. They're retired. They get to, you know, go around and see family. And they're making a little pit stop to see us and meet their new grandson. But the fact that they are staying with us for a week is my problem. And I told my husband that they needed to stay in a hotel, but he thinks that that's rude. And he has refused my request. Oh, no. Um, You're the one that's growing another human. He, He doesn't get to refuse that request. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you this question because I saw this play out um, with my own parents, <clears throat> excuse me, and my in-laws also when my ex-wife had our, our first child. Um, there are two sets of parents and where does your husband's parents fall into? My mom, useless, totally and completely useless. One of the most painful things I've ever had to watch is try to ha- her, watch her handle an infant, just had Honestly, no maternal instincts at all. Was kind of ignoring him and shoving the bottle in his mouth. And it just didn't come naturally to her at all. And then she was kind of dismissive. And then there was Stacy's mom, who was so maternal and was taking care of everything that Stacy and I felt like we were babysitting my mom more than we were our actual child. So are they there to help or are they there just to visit and take in that they have a grandchild now? See, I don't know how much they're going to help, and she's a little overbearing, yes. so I feel like she's going to try to spend more time with my baby than I get to spend with my baby, and that's not the experience that I want for a first-time mom. I want to be able to be with my baby, bond with my family, bond with my husband, and I just don't want to be cooking and cleaning and doing all these things for people who are not my husband or my baby. Yeah, so there's actually three. So you have the person that's completely useless, 
and you have the one that's actually a great help, and then you have the third that actually makes things more complicated mm-hmm. and harder, and can like, and, and that's in different ways as far as like you know overbearing, taking over, expects you to wait on them while they're there because they consider just holding the baby, doing something. Like no, after a woman gives birth, like. You're not there just to ooh and ah the baby. Like if you're gonna be there, you need to do some dishes. Mm-hmm. You need to do some cooking. You need <clears> to do like exactly. some 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 lifting lifting of that yes. mental and emotional and physical load in the house. That way, she can get the time she needs with her baby. Real talk. My newborn was stressing my mother out so much that she was supposed to be there for a week and she left for three days because she was so stressed out. <laughs> wow. She even said it like I, I I can't do this, so she takes off. So my mom was number one and number three in your category. <laughs> All right, so you're saying that she's just coming in there to be like, she really wants to absorb your child and you think she's going to be over. Either way, whatever your excuse is, your husband's like, absolutely not. They're not staying in a hotel. Yeah, he just refuses to request. He thinks that it's completely like out of line that I'm even asking this. You know, and my parents, they, they live close, but she's already said, you know, call me if you need me and we'll be over. But it's not, you know, we're going to stay in your house. We're going to sleep in your guest bed. We need fresh towels, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jordan. I'm, I'm good- going to be a new mom, not a hotel. No, I get you. Hey, Jordan, good morning. You're on the bird show. You got some help here? Yeah, so I was I was in the same position as you. My My mom wanted to come over and help. Right. And it was our first kid. And my wife just came up to me. She was like, look, babe, this is how I feel. You know, if you could please tell her like, hey, we don't want that. She could come like a couple months after a couple weeks after. So she was just honest with me. And I called my mom and told her, I was like, yo, right now we don't we don't want that, blah, 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 you know. And my mom was just like, "Okay, cool. That's fine. So I think you should just go up to him and just be honest and be, hey, this is how I feel. I really don't want that. If you could please just talk to your parents and tell them, hey, I do not want that right now. I think that will go a far away, you know? All right. Here is a great example. Jordan, you're a great example for dudes. What do women want, all right? To feel safe and protected. You did that. You did that with your own parents for your wife, man. Well done, dude. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I saw, I mean, this is your man's job here to go to, it's his parents we're talking about, right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything that Jordan just said, that you just need to put your foot down, you're pregnant, that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, your man's got to stand by you. And I've never understood this, when you, uh, when there's any trauma to the body when someone's recovering, everyone respects people's space, like, all right, we're not going to come over, we're going to help out if we need to, but when a grandchild is brought into the picture, suddenly like, oh, you're being selfish, so you got to tell your man to stick by you. Melody, you got a homework assignment, you got to sit your man down and goes my way and see how it goes this weekend okay oh i love you all thank you so much. <laughs> congratulations yeah. congratulations thank you thank you all right we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you monday to find out how that combo went okay okay thank you so much all right bye-bye unless you're having the baby <laughs> right. no, even then especially then you're on the bird show Cassie's got my full attention right here because I have never been more present in my life now to how complicated and chaotic I have lived my life. Um, You know, it's my therapist's job to figure out why. But only over the last couple of weeks and last couple of months have I really started to understand the freedom in doing things in a simple way. I don't have to be busy all the time. Uh, I can avoid dramatic situations, and it doesn't have to be complicated. And as I stand here today, I'm as happy as I've been in a decade, right? So Cassie's here today to tell us all how to like make our lives less complicated. And it's very, very simple. 
It is. And it's a something I've always been an all or nothing mentality. I'm either all in or I'm not going to do it at all. And I've been reframing that over the past several months and doing things in small increments. And one thing I've noticed, and this is also something that mental health professionals will tell you, is your space, how it, it, it looks, can have an impact on your mental health, especially for women. So if it's cluttered and messy, it might make you stressed out. And I realized it was stressing me out. And as I'm cleaning stuff up, I'm, I remember like every day I would get mad and tell my husband, we have so much crap. I don't want all this stuff. Like I sometimes the bad wish, but I wish I had like, I could just clear the whole house out and start over because I don't like all this stuff bogging me down. But the thought of like going through an entire closet and cleaning it out, oh my God, I'm so tiring. So the stuff sits there. So I saw this life hack and I'm like, this is brilliant. And it matches with my new philosophy of doing things in small increments, small at a time. Every time you receive a package, doesn't matter what it is, if you have ordered it, like from Amazon or anywhere, you keep the box. And immediately within the next day, you fill that box up with crap from your house and you donate it or you throw it away. So every time you get something in, Mm -hmm. you put stuff out. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of things you like. Old nail polish bottles that you know you have sitting in the back of the cabinet. Your junk drawer, do you need five decks of playing cards? No. (laughs) You know, I've got random ring sizers all over the house. All that soy sauce from Chinese restaurants that I bring on the packs that I bring home. No, I could use them. I'm I'm starting to run low. I could use them. (laughs) I will bring them to you. All the like cutlery from takeout places and it just, it builds up because I don't want to waste it and throw it away. So yeah, when you get a box of something in, fill it up with stuff and get it out and you'll be surprised. You will start to see your space declutter and you're going to start feeling better. I've been doing it for a few weeks and my junk drawer is halved with the amount of junk in it. And it just, every time I open it, I can find what I'm looking for and I'm no longer stressed because stuff isn't falling out. It, it feels good. I feel like I'm decluttering my life. Very nice little life hack right there. Yeah, yeah I dig okay. it. Thanks, Man, if I cleared out that drawer, that, that drawer she's talking about, what does it have in there? Pennies, soy sauce. So many pens. Paper clips, pens. Batteries. <laughs> Batteries. I hate that drawer. Mm, I, I do never too. do anything but about you need it. This, the thing is, I hate it, but I go in there so much for stuff. Like, I always need it. <laughs> All right, so Jackson here, our phone screener, has a very big weekend. There's a lot at stake this weekend, man. I'm a little nervous. Um, so my girlfriend's parents are coming to visit this weekend. They actually got in yesterday. And um, prior to them coming, when they knew that they were going to be here this weekend, they started a group message with my girlfriend and I, and we're basically trying to plan like activities and things to do for the weekend. And honestly, to my surprise, her mom threw out, by the way, Jackson, you know, we haven't met your parents yet. We'd love to meet them if they're open to it. So like, let us know if they're down for that. And I was honestly surprised and excited about it, but that was very quickly overrun by a lot of nerves and anxiety as we've, especially as we've approached this weekend. And it's not that I don't think that they're going to get along well. It's just for some reason, I'm putting a ton of pressure on this first initial interaction. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I'm worried that if things don't go well, that's going to spell disaster for the relationship down the road. And I just don't know if I'm putting too much pressure on myself in this whole thing, especially since most of it's out of control or if I'm justified in this. There's an interesting subtext here also, and I'm just curious about it. Um, your heritage is from South Korea. Yes. She's all white. 
True. Right. <laughs> so uh, is that white? That's white. the name of it. All yeah. white. Is she all white. <laughs> it's like when you go to roasters and you're making placing an order. Okay. It's okay. not off white. It's all white. All white. All of it. Um, are there differences in the way families come together in the cultures? I think there's a little bit of that. I know that for me, my mom especially has always told me that um, the other, the person who you're dating and eventually going to marry, it's very important who their family is. She always has told me that you're not just marrying them, you're marrying their family as well. And I've really taken that to heart. And the thing is, like, my family is very close. We have a really big extended family that we're also very close with. And, you know, it's important to me that I get along with their family as well. Um, I've fortunately gotten along with her entire family, her siblings, their significant others, her parents, all of that has gone super well. Um, but I want this sort of added, you know, blending to go very well. And I just, I just don't know again, if I'm putting too much pressure on myself in this situation, or if I should just let it ride. And even if things don't go perfectly, like, will things still be okay? Well, in your head, I guess I know Abby is a self-professed catastrophizer. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen? Like, what are you envisioning? that's the thing is like I can't really imagine it going horribly but I or there's no situation in my head where I can see like a distinct thing happening that's gonna like derail the entire conversation like how about your dad making out with her mom that would be bad would that be bad yeah or your mom being like so your daughter's bi that's neat (laughs) (laughs) you guys are planting these terrible terrible seeds they just start swinging all together yeah maybe big party is that worst case scenario no. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like, I I don't have like the distinct, you know, envision of bad things that will happen. It's just, I want this to go as smoothly as possible because, you know, this is the start to what I hope is going to be a lifelong relationship. And so, you know, this is the initial, you know, first impressions matter. Mm -hmm. So where, where is this going to happen? Where's this meetup going to happen? So it's tonight. We're all going out to dinner. Okay. And so I figured it would be, you know, we're going to a really cool restaurant. It feels like a nice kind of neutral ground for everyone to get to know each other. Um, I know that like, I think our moms are going to get along really well. My dad and him and and, um, her dad are quite different, but I think my dad's a curious enough of a person to where I think that he'll be able to ask enough questions and be intrigued enough for it to go okay. Uh, I have found when parents meet each other, usually you kind of give a heads up to your significant other, right? Uh, Like, hey, I just want to let you know my dad is super conservative, so if you want to just pass that on to your parents, have you had to give her any kind of warning whatsoever to pass on to her parents? She gave me a little bit of a heads up, and also, like, we met up with um, her parents yesterday to play some trivia and just like you know introduce them to the city and you know talk to them a little bit and her big thing was like apparently one of her mom's big pet peeves is like getting interrupted mid-story and my parents are my mom especially and my entire family actually is just very ADD and when we're when someone's telling a story we get so into it that a lot of times we're asking like follow-up after (laughs) follow-up midway through the story that it can be a little bit jarring for someone and so I haven't told my parents this which I probably should but I just want it like she gave me that heads up that her mom's like that. I'm sure it's going to go fine. You think so? And I'm very confident that your dad is not going to have sex with her mom. I wouldn't count it out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But for the this. percentage is probably low. You'll probably be fine. Okay. Don't thank overthink you. it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. If there's one thing you need to take away from my entertainment buzzes, it's don't mess with the Swifties because my Taylor Swift Twitter correspondent 
Mo <laughs> broke the news to me yesterday that gross, inappropriate AI-generated photos of Taylor Swift were going around, and the Swifties demanded that Twitter slash X do something about it. So if you missed it yesterday, there have been so many AI-generated photos of Taylor Swift in the nude doing inappropriate things that somebody created using AI. Really graphic and grotesque scenes that they have put her in. Yeah, not safe for work. <clears throat> and the image generated 27 million views, 260,000 likes, all in 19 hours. Finally, Twitter and X pulled them down, and I think they actually found the guy who created them. But before that, reports were coming out that Taylor was going to take legal action, and we weren't sure if it, she was going to like sue the guy that created them, whether she was going to Sue X or maybe just like AI in general. I don't know mm -hmm. if there's like a head robot that she can take down in court. <laughs> but regardless, like Taylor was not going to go down without a fight. And I don't blame her. I mean, it's literally like revenge P-O-R-N mm -hmm. porn. Is it, so... But, but because it's not real and it's AI generated, because technology has advanced so much and I don't think um, the government has kept up with it as far as regulations go. Is it a crime? Uh, I mean, I, not that I've seen. I have not it's wrong. seen. It's I think wrong. we all agree it's morally wrong and it's disgusting. Sure. Um, and something, if, if it isn't, then it, it needs to be because then you could just put mm -hmm. anybody's face on anything and put it out there like it's, like it's real. And that's, that's not okay. Um, whether it's defamation or I, I don't know where you would categorize that, but I'm wondering if, if that's legitimately a crime that you can go after somebody. It is. I haven't read the whole, um, article but in a in a really quick search is considered a crime in many places okay good mm -hmm. um i haven't seen it treated as such in any of the headlines that i've seen but it definitely needs to be just because it's it, it literally looks like they're photos of her i mean i can tell that they're fake because they look a little like pixari but they need to be taken down from google creating and distributing deep fake content can be illegal and result in criminal or civil penalties good. take him down court t swift mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right justin timberlake is having a great week because he is at the top of the charts this week with his new song selfish my favorite thing about this so selfish is at number one on the iTunes charts, but there's another Selfish that has entered the top 10, and it is a bonus track from Britney Spears' 2011 oh. Femme Fatale album. No promo around this whatsoever, but the Britney stands were like, not today! <laughs> and they streamed Selfish, a bonus track, so much that it has also entered the top 10 no on way. the iTunes wow. charts. Mm -hmm. Oh my great. gosh. Taylor Swift has also done this kind of, sort of, with her ex, Calvin Harris, and I haven't seen anybody talk about this, but he has a big song called Sweet Nothing and then she released one like I mean years later like last two two <clears throat> years ago on Midnight's and I always wondered why nobody ever picked up on the fact that it's kind of like a subtle jab at him um, but speaking of Justin Timberlake his wife Jessica Biel uh, has a very interesting take that she posted about on TikTok because when it comes to the shower like the Burt show we've got some pretty mixed opinions like do you bring a loofah in do you bring mm -hmm. a washcloth in well Jessica P Biel wants to know how you feel about food in the shower Guys, thanks for all these questions about shower eating. I'm just so thrilled everyone's so interested. I really want to, you know, start a movement, a shower eating movement. I think for people who are multitasking, it's just going to be such a huge relief in so many ways. Here's my rules with shower eating. A ledge is really helpful. Something that you can stick your cup, your yogurt container, your coffee, your espresso, whatever it is you're enjoying. But I like to take a bite or a sip and put it on the ledge. And then, you know, you do your thing, you wash your hair, keep the soap out. That's a big deal. It's pretty simple, guys. You can do this. Find it. I don't hate the idea of coffee. 
Uh, but I would never bring food in there. No. What? what? No. Why, why, why would you bring coffee, food, or anything like that in the shower? I don't know if you're in a rush. you got to get out of the house in the morning. You could drink your coffee while you're taking a shower if you have a lid on it. I, I don't hate that, but food... For whatever reason, is a you don't you don't even see that none of it no no, no absolutely I mean, there's not. another place you can do that in the car on like, your way yes, to wherever you're, you're going as you're walking driving yes <laughs> I'd rather have you focused on the road you rather drink your coffee in the shower than in the car now that I'm thinking about it yeah, I think it's more effective it, okay uh, absolutely not no. <laughs> you're getting the shower water you're getting your own sludge in uh, your own coffee no 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 you got the lid on it like a Starbucks lid that only has the little itty bitty little mouse slit in it what about your yogurt though. Oh, oh God! Oh, yogurt in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and why does it? Why does it feel so different? Because I used to do this in the shower all the time, but it was pre-gaming. It was like vodka lemonades or whatever before yes. I went out with friends. That doesn't feel gross, but coffee. Oh no, I can what do kind? one worse than that. Okay. I used to date a girl whose mom used to smoke in the shower. <gasps> Does that even Smoke work? Smoke in the shower. Bless her heart. Yeah, she used to have, just put it on the ledge and it would just, you know, stand wow. it straight up while the ash went right down. Smoking in the shower. That's how, that's how you know you're truly anything in the shower but a washcloth. Like, <laughs> <what's>, <laughs> yes. What is going on? The Burt Show. It can happen in a second that the trajectory of your future changes in so many different cases. But I can only imagine if you're married and you've already charted the course, man, we're going to be with each other for the rest of our lives, right? And then you find out that he or she has been having an affair. Woo! Everything changes now, right? You can imagine how devastating that must be how much it will shake your core. And Kaylee is going through this right now because she just found out that her husband was cheating and they're going to talk about it for the first time this weekend. She's leaning on you guys for some advice on how to handle this convo. Hey, Kaylee. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Kaylee. Yep, we got you. What's going on? Um, I'm looking for a little bit of advice. Uh, I can really use any wisdom from anybody in your audience who might have gone through what I'm going through right now. Um, my husband and I have been married for eight years. We have two kids, and as long as we've been together, people always kind of looked at us like we're this perfect, happy couple. And I know that's gross, but to be honest, I didn't think they were wrong. Um, I thought we were pretty per- perfect and happy. You know, there's been ups and downs that have been harder, but I think it's normal, and we've always come out on the other side before. And recently, for the last year, I thought things were getting better than ever. He just seemed to be going out of his way to just really make me feel special. Just showering me with trips and gifts and dinners, and... Unfortunately, I now know why he was having an affair. And I guess that was his way of covering it up and compensating for his guilt. Mm. And the ironic part is, I didn't even find out until he'd already ended it. This woman he was seeing was apparently so mad that he'd broken up with her. She tracked me down Mm. and she sent me several DMs telling me everything that was happening. Uh, I did confront him. He admitted to it. Um, he said he knew it was wrong and he felt guilty. He even said he tried to break it off a couple of times, but it would just start up again. 
And now he says he knows it's over for good, and he just wants to fix us. I don't know. I'm devastated. Uh, I see everything different. Like, I would give anything just to go back a week ago before I knew about this and just live my life again. Uh, I don't know if I want my marriage to be over, but I also know that it's never going to be the same. I don't know how I can trust him anymore. And we do have two kids, and I have to think about what's best for them. So this weekend we're supposed to talk, and that's going to be the first time we've talked since I found out about a week ago. And I just need some time to sort out my thoughts before I say anything I might regret. And I really need to hear from other women in the audience whose husbands have had affairs and they've stayed together. I need to hear it can work out. And I could really use some advice on just how to get past it, how to trust him again. I just keep asking myself, is this marriage ever going to be good again? So if you guys want to help Kaylee out here, one eight five five Bird Show. Um, you know my initial reaction is, you should be able to say whatever you want this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first conversation that you guys are having about it, and you're entitled to every single one of the feelings that you're having. And man, this is going to be a long road right here. Um, so I think time probably is the one thing and you guys got a lot of work to do here because you at this point you don't know anything right you don't know what what his reasoning was for you don't know where he met you don't nothing right yeah yeah for me it's I, I don't know if this happened in my life well, how would you handle it the conversation i would be honest i would um be completely upfront. And it would be one of those situations where I would really want to get every single thing that uh, was bothering me or plaguing me off my mind and my heart and my chest. And I would demand answers. And I feel like you, you, like Bird said, you have the right to say absolutely anything you want. You have the right to ask any questions that you feel you need answers to in order to help you start the healing process. And unfortunately, it's going to be hard either way. Whether you stay, it's hard. You leave, it's hard. But you have to start the process of healing. And I think that starts with you being upfront and telling him that you, you know, asking everything that you demand from him. Yeah, Kaylee, my heart just breaks for you. I mean, just hearing you talk about it, I can I can hear how deeply this is impacting you. I wish I had the right words, but I, I think the only thing that I could go into this situation with if it ever happened to me was I think a, a healthy relationship involves two people fighting for it. And I think when you go into this conversation with the kind of honesty that Mo talked about is you have to really get a sense from his side, is he willing to put in the work too? Because obviously you have to get over the mental hurdle of forgiving him. But at the same time, like if there's any part of him that still, you know, has these inklings or, or desires to want to step out of the marriage, like you've got to make sure that that's completely gone and that he wants to put his all into making you his number one priority. I think if this happened on, on, to me, I think the first thing that I would do is, A, I'd get myself into counseling, but I would also demand the person that committed the infidelity, you got to go see somebody about this. Why? Mm-hmm. What was missing psychologically? What's going on? You need to get into somebody's office immediately. I, I agree. I think, too, before you go into this conversation this weekend, and this is, I... I'm all about managing expectations. This is not going to get fixed over a weekend. This is not going to get fixed over a week. This is not going to get fixed over a month. Like this is going to be a long journey. And like Mo says, you got to choose your hard. 
and it's going to be hard to stay. It's going to be hard to leave. You just got to pick which one you 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 want to you want to stick to. Um, I would write out like your, I would put my thoughts on paper so I could you know have some kind of idea of what I want to say, and then um, and then take it from there. But I I know people who have who have come back from this. Um, and we've had listeners who've called up that said affairs, uh, oddly enough, made their relationship stronger. So I don't think it's unattainable. I, I think you guys can work it out. But like Abby said, the both of you have to be in it and working to fight for the fight for the relationship. Unfortunately, the phone lines are filled mm-hmm. right now with women that have had to go through this and try to come out on the other side. All right, Aaron, you have any advice for Kaylee here? Just found out she got cheated on, having her conversation for the very first time with her husband about it this weekend. Hi, so I had this happen to me after a year of marriage, and it's still hard to get through, but like everyone is saying, you both have to be in it. It's about, I mean, I'm still not over and it's been eight years, but we are still happily married with also three kids and it's going on our ninth year anniversary and I think it's worth it. All right, she did it. She thought it was worth it. Fight, 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 fight. Hey, Lisa, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. What does Kaylee do this weekend? Hey, um, so personally, I am a kid who went through parents and, you know, my father had cheated on my mom. And I just wanted to say, if you're thinking in terms of the kids, if you are really going to forgive him and going to try your best, I I don't want to say get over it, but to unfortunately move on from it, you would have to really do that because coming from a home that their dad cheated on their mom and seeing all these arguments, arguments are even years later, it isn't the best. And I would just have sometimes rather them separated, to be honest. I appreciate you calling. Let me take one more here from Tiff. When just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Tiff can tell you it could. Hey, Tiff, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. All right. Kaylee really needs your help here. Just found out that her husband's messing around on her and they're about to talk about it for the first time. Okay. Um, my husband actually cheated on me with my best friend. Mm. And I didn't find out until about a year and a half later And I found out from my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law and all of my in-laws knew the entire time. Nobody said anything to me. And um, at first I went and we have separate bedrooms for different reasons. Um, But I went in his room at like four o'clock in the morning and screamed and like screamed and got really angry but I had to be fairly quiet because of our daughter. I didn't want her to hear anything. And it's been hard not to spill it to our daughter. And I have like occasionally let things slip out, but it's been very difficult. We're coming up on now 10 years of marriage. I am no longer friends with my best friend. Um, So my daughter actually lost her best friends as well. Um, but I, therapy and talking, and I told my husband that I couldn't commit to him until I could trust him again. So I think most are calling up saying, 
knee-jerk reaction is therapy, therapy, therapy. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's a long road. I mean, and what Miranda's therapist told her uh, in the Sex and the City movie mm-hmm. when um, Steve cheated on her, yeah. that you can move past it, but you're not going to be able to hold it over his head forever. Like, if you're going to move past it, Absolutely. you have to move past it. Otherwise, the resentment's going to be there till till the end. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Well, now I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. Uh, so the Falcons, remember a couple of days ago, I was telling you guys, uh, even if you're not following sports, that I thought uh, the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons football team here in town, had an opening for their head coaching position. <clears throat> and this guy, Bill Belichick, who is the GOAT when it comes to head coaches in the NFL. Uh, I believe his teams have won every single Super Bowl ever, since day one. <laughs> no, no one else has won. Right? Okay. <laughs> uh, he was really, really great, but he got let go by the Patriots because he hasn't done so great in New England since Tom Brady left, but his name and the credibility that comes with this dude, I felt would have changed the image of the Atlanta Falcons, who to this point are kind of a, not kind of, I hate to say this, they're like a mid-franchise, mid-NFL team, right? So they need to make a splash. So Bill Belichick comes into town, Arthur Blank takes him out to Chili's and they sit in the back and stuff. <laughs> and Got that baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Got that two for 25. I think Bill liked that Chili so much. The rumor was he came back into town. They had a second interview at the Chili's also. A second date? Yup. <laughs> right? And I think Bill might have brought like a, a woman with them or whatever. I don't even know, but Falcons yesterday said, no, no, sorry, old guy. It's not going to be you. Huh? Um, and they hired a dude that used to actually be an assistant coach on the team. He was an interim coach, meaning when the head coach gets fired, there's somebody in that organization where you're like, hey, you could do this for a couple of weeks. And if I remember, he did well in the intern, right? No, he didn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> his name is Raheem Morris, and he's been uh, with the Rams for a couple of years. And he's really, really well known on the defensive side of the ball. He was four wins and seven losses when he was with the Falcons. Okay. Okay, so he goes away. This is going to be their dude. All right. And so I, last night, um, I, of course, saw all the news all over social media that the Atlanta Falcons have a new coach. I saw that it was uh, Raheem. And so I asked Bart, I'm like, so what do you know about this new coach? And um, are you bummed that they didn't choose mm-hmm. Bilicek? And my husband's actually happy that they went this route instead of Bilicek because, yes, he has he has a name and he is accomplished you know, very accomplished, but he's very, he said, um, it's his way or the highway. And they needed somebody to come in that would be more of a collaborator than a dictator. Because it's gone so well for the Falcons in the past. That, <laughs> right? <laughs> they need somebody to come in and say, okay, you guys are doing it all wrong. The, the general consensus from what I was, what I heard about Belichick was that the most of the league believes that he pushed Brady out. And then that kind of soured his reputation because of the fact that Brady went on to still be successful and Belichick struggled. And then when New England wanted to change things, he was like, no, yeah. I'm Bill Belichick. I do it my way. Yeah. And that is what most teams were saying, that they don't want to deal with that kind of person. And wouldn't you want young, fresh energy to come in instead of like some 70-year-old white dude? I guess that's their reasoning on the whole thing. But, you know, if the real reason is they wanted somebody that was more collaborative, again, I'm saying like the Falcons have kind of sucked all these years. So they need somebody to come in there and change everything. Everything. Yeah, there are a few teams that need to do it Bill Belichick's way, whatever right. his way is. <laughs> now, the reason why I said I'm a little bit conflicted, you'll understand this, Mo, is he's now the first full-time black head coach in the Falcons history. 
So that's to be celebrated. That is to be celebrated. Huge deal. Yeah. And, huge I, deal. I, and Atlanta has, has always been like um, pioneers with having blacks be the first to do certain things. So I feel like Atlanta is the perfect place for that to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, you got an important meetup this weekend. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. So I started this group a couple of months ago, I think. It's called the One Less Lonely Girl Squad. It's supposed to bring young women in Atlanta together. Although we do have women from all ages showing up. So far, we've done an axe throwing event at a local winery in Alpharetta. And we went on a hiking trip to Kennesaw Mountain. And our next one is actually this weekend. We're doing a group dance fitness class, which was our, we I had to sell tickets for, we sold out. And then afterwards, we're going to a local gelato shop after. Okay. And so if you want to get your gelato on and hang out with a bunch of girlies, you know, in the 20s to 30s range, uh, I have a Facebook group that's linked in my Instagram bio. So you just go to at the Abby Murphy, click the link in my bio, and I will approve you to join the group, assuming that you look like you're a normal human and not an AI-generated crazy person who's going to stalk a bunch of women in Atlanta. Uh, Okay, so the thing that's going to be different here, when you women get together, it's just about you guys, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's girls' night out, so, I mean, the girls and the gays, you're welcome, uh, but men, please stay away from us while we have our girl time. (laughs) I'm really excited. We're going down to Rhythma Studios to to dance and get a little bit of fitness in, and then afterwards, we're going to treat ourselves at Three Peaches Gelato, which I I've never been to, but I've heard it's fantastic. And we're just going to have a nice little meetup and have some girl time to where we're able to just, you know, talk about what it's like to be in your 20s and, you know, the the struggles of feeling lonely at this age. So it's going to be a really good time and I'm excited. All right, Mo, it's time to circle back here. You and uh, Katie uh, on your podcast in the moment and also on the show yesterday have very different ideas of who the catches are in certain relationships, correct? Yeah, this all started with the uh, Simone Biles situation where her husband, Jonathan Owens, came out and said that he was indeed the catch in that relationship, and it caused a lot of controversy (laughs) online. And I came up with this idea to come up with all of these couples, and Katie and I debated on In the Moment, our podcast, on who is actually the catch in all of these relationships. So Simone Biles, as we've told you guys before, is the greatest gymnast of all time, right? And this The the most decorated. The most decorated. Like, it can't be argued. Uh, and we're comparing her to him, uh, who plays professional football. And he's so not known that Mo and I have said that he's a wide receiver. Every time we talk about him, he's actually a defensive back. Oh. Which makes <laughs> <laughs> he plays safety. It, it makes safe, more sense right. why he didn't know what a catch really was. Because so, <laughs> he doesn't have to do it very often. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I came up with these couples, and we did a few last time. And I believe we stopped on a couple that seemed to stump everybody, oh, which yeah. was... Kristen and Bart. Yeah, there was panic in the room when that came up, and Kristen (laughs) wouldn't answer it. I wouldn't. So I've had 24 hours (laughs) to answer. Who is the catch? Kristen Klingchern or Bart Mattingly? All right, so while you're, before you come up with an answer here, when you're weighing both, um, what's going through your mind? Like the things that Bart brings versus the things that you bring, who, to to bring you to your final decision? Um, Well... Mostly it was like, how do I do this without offending my husband? <laughs> uh, okay. uh, so, so how do I say I'm the case? Right. <laughs> so, so let's not go that route. So let's just go category by category. Okay. Uh, looks. So again, <laughs> again, what I would like to do and what I am willing to do. Finances. Okay, what I am willing to do <laughs> is I'm going to leave it to the Burr Show fam. 
I'd like to do a poll, Cassie, oh, God. Oh. on whatever social media platform. No, don't do Facebook. I don't like Facebook. We'll do it on Instagram. We'll do a poll on Instagram, and you all will decide who is the catch. Am I the catch in the relationship, or is my husband Bart the catch in the relationship? Do you want to uh, try to pitch yourself right now, or would you rather pitch Bart? I, I think he's going to need the help here. No, I don't. Actually, I, I don't think he will. So um, my husband is a fantastic stay-at-home dad. He, he takes care of the grocery shopping. He takes care of the dishes. Um, he manages the house. He manages the dogs. Um, he is like the absolute best dad. And I work. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, whatever you deem fit to, to, to vote, it's in your hands. Is there going to be a like heavyweight championship belt that's going to be handed down to either you or Bart once the voting is done? I mean, what's on the line here? The line? Because um, someone's getting offended. Yes. Uh, Whatever's on the line is my husband and I probably not talking to each other for a couple of days. (laughs) So there's that. Would you rather people vote for you or vote for Bart? I want them to vote with their heart. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Which also rhymes with, with Bart. Vote for Bart. I mean, it's a really easy pitch. All right. So you can do that on Instagram. Monday uh-huh. we come in here and we tell you who the better catch is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck next week in your relationship. The Bird Show.